You're listening to What's the Rumpus? Shh. Geeks in progress. Her webpage is whatstherumpuspodcast.com where you can listen to episodes or join in the off-air discussion in the forums. Our theme music is Better Nation by Curious Hands, which can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Submit and vote for stories at whatstherumpus.reddit.com. That's R-E-D-D-I-T dot com. Welcome to another episode of What's the Rumpus. I'm Adrian Hanna. Carl Thomas. We almost had Ryder, but we started late because Adrian doesn't know about time zones. Yeah. And uh, um, now, no. Ryder, now Ryder is wow rating because he's a douche. <laughs> but he might be back next week. Hooray! By the time next week rolls around, if he hasn't already. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the Chuck Testa video? No. Oh man, it's so awesome. I was just thinking about that because what is you know, it? I've it, I've heard people talking about it, but I don't know what it is. Okay, it's uh this guy is a taxidermist in California, and and it's a commercial for his taxidermy business, and it's awesome. Okay. It is. It's it's unintentionally awesome. Hmm. That sounds unintentionally disturbing. <laughs> or intentionally disturbing. Uh, you'll have to watch the 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 video. It's great. I'll put a link in the show notes. But uh, look for it right now because I don't know what the hell. Obviously, you wanted to reference something, so I should. Just oh, I didn't it. want to reference anything. I just I oh, was okay. just thinking about that because well, you have the same first name is really all it comes down to. Gee, thanks. Official Ojai Valley yep. Taxidermy TV commercial. You probably thought this deer was alive. And this coyote was alive. And this pheasant was alive. Nope. They're not. They're dead. They've been taxidermized by Chuck Testa. Ojai Valley Taxidermy. (laughs) I specialize in the most like-flight dead animals anywhere. Period. Look at that antelope driving a car. Nope. It's just Chuck Testa. Oh no, there's a bear in my bed. Nope. Chuck Testa. Hold on a second. There's a leopard feeding on an impala out on my deck. Nope. It's just Chuck Testa with another realistic mount. Shipped to me from anywhere. Call Chuck Testa for the most lifelike dead animals around, period. Did that rhino just order a drink? Nope. Chuck Testa does not taxidermize pets. That was fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) I love my favorite part is my favorite part is how the woman who finds a bear in her bed. (laughs) And then she smiles creepily after she realizes it's Chuck Testa. She freaked out that there's a bear in her bed and he goes, nope, Chuck Testa. And then she smiles. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I would be more freaked out if it were Chuck Testa in my bed with a bear. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Have you seen the know your meme? No. There's some stuff on here. There's a the, the first one is uh uh you know the fry not sure if um yeah not, not sure if yes this is not sure if alive or Chuck Testa <laughs> <laughs> and there's the other one of the uh, the shark jumping out at the guy in the in the helicopter you know what I'm talking about it's a pretty famous internet picture yeah it says he probably thought thought the shark was alive nope Chuck Testa <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore is that is that really you nope it's the wizard Testa. <laughs> Oh man, that is awesome. <laughs> Jesus is risen? Nope, Chuck Testa. <laughs> and of course it's the Buddy Christ. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tupac back. No, Ten. Chuck Testa. <laughs> oh, I got to make sure I show this to my coworkers. <laughs> uh, good times. All right, so uh, Netflix has uh, changed their tune as far as how many people they think or they thought were uh, going to uh, jump ship when they switched over their pricing plan. Um, at first, I don't remember what the original number was that they were expecting, but it was like really insignificant. And now it turns out that they're going to be losing about uh, one million customers. Good idiots. Yeah. Well, I'm on it's, the one million. I canceled my subscription completely. Yeah. Well, the the the, the number is actually. I mean, a million. It it seems like a lot, but it, the the actual amount it, it's staggering. That's four percent of their customer base. And it's over 80% of the DVD-only people. Interesting. Which is insane. So so after the price shift happened and everybody decided, you know, which way they were going to go with it. And now, finally, they're like the DVD – 80% of the people that went went the, uh, the DVD-only route are going to leave Netflix. Meanwhile, it's like uh, 200,000 people from the streaming-only side are uh, are get, canceling their subscription, which is like less than 1% of the streaming-only base. But that's insane. That's – Yeah, that's – it's it, – this – the consumerist website says it's a quarter of their um, their DVD-only customers – that's that's right. bananas. Yeah, I don't. That's yeah. It's it's in it. That's all oh mine. I I don't. I it's some it's st- something. I mean, that was a bad mistake on their part, but I don't think they're going to recover from that. That's, I mean, especially since I mean, if you think about it, there's so little content streaming wise any yeah. at all. And I mean, they, so what they the reason they did it. So the only way that it makes sense that they did this was that they were trying to push their content providers into. Um, moving stuff more streaming only but that's i i think they made that i think they showed their hand too soon and i think it's going to bite them yeah i mean it already has but i mean i think they're going to start losing even more customers because um i i think that their ploy to get their content providers to do more streaming stuff is not going to work at least not as fast as uh when when there's people that went streaming only realize that there's no fucking content and they all back off to right well and if you look at at their their competition like like uh the amazon video on demand you know, you pay $80 uh, a year for Amazon Prime, and that comes with unlimited streaming of their, their video content. And yeah, but got... it's not other video content. Okay. The Amazon Amazon Prime gives you a lot of free content, uh-huh. but it's kind of like how Hulu has free content that sort of sucks. Ah. Like, it's not – like if you want to, like, watch the newest episode of The Office or something, you're still going to have to pay for that. Right. It's just like their back catalog. Like you can watch, you can watch every episode of He-Man if you pay, if you have Prime. But uh, if you want to watch whatever the latest episode of, you know, some new show, you're still gonna have to pay for it. Right. Yeah, but I, I, uh, I bet they've got, uh, they've got more, uh, more content than uh, the Netflix does, or at least more newer content than Netflix does. I don't know. So, but yeah, with with the you know, there's other competition uh, out there for Netflix now that that and they're 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 uh, coming up with uh, um, better ways to uh, to deliver content, and they're coming up with more content. You know, eventually you're going to end up with uh, Netflix not dominate. Well, already, I mean, with people leaving the ser- canceling their service like crazy now. Uh, Netflix is no longer the powerhouse in the uh, video rental space that it used to be. 
Yeah, they. Um, I think I actually recently heard that uh, uh, Blockbuster is there. Somebody's bringing back the Blockbuster uh, streaming service. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that Blockbuster ever had one. Oh, wait. Yes, I did. <laughs> I forgot that. I remember seeing it in a phone commercial. Yeah. Yeah, I remember they, they started doing that right after I switched over to uh, to Netflix. And I was kind of bummed because I really liked the uh, Blockbuster uh, DVD thing that was you know right. netflix like okay. and the reason i like that so much is because you get a dvd in the mail you watch the dvd you take it into a blockbuster store and trade it in for a, a free rental in the store so then you get to watch another movie while you're waiting for for another dvd to show up at your house right so i like that and then but then you know netflix was started doing the um watch instantly the streaming service and i so i switched over because of that and then blockbuster was like oh by the way we're doing it too like, you yeah. guys suck <laughs> so yeah i'm interested to see where where netflix goes from here other than you know down the toilet i want to see if they can do I mean, something to bring themselves back i think they're going to start my prediction is they're going to see their the the content providers aren't going to aren't going to cave as fast as they are expecting they're going to lo- start to lose their streaming only customers and then they're going to um change the pricing again and it's going to be too little too late yeah i mean by no means do i think that netflix is going to lose is going to go out of business or anything but i think that it's going to take them a very long time to recover the subscriber base after this right <clears throat> All right, so uh, uh, the likable constitution. Um, yeah, this uh, <laughs> this is an interesting thing I, I stumbled upon. I don't even remember where I saw it, but um, it's basically a collection of well, it's the constitution and the amendments, and you like them through Facebook. Like you, you like which amendments you like the most on Facebook, um, which was really interesting to me because I think it will get people. I think it will get younger people to like actually read it. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people do. On the other hand, I think it's a little disturbing that people are picking and choosing which of these they like. So I would like I, I I'm just assuming, but I would imagine that like the first amendment is going to be super high, and then the second amendment is probably going to be like really it, it's it's going to be fairly high, but not nearly as high as the first amendment. And then the important ones that don't get a lot of press, like the fourth amendment, uh, are going to be super low, and that that makes me nervous. Um, actually, the first amendment is the top one right now, and the fourth amendment is the second one, followed by oh, wow. the, the second amendment. And the Tenth Amendment, and then the Fifth Amendment. I was that whole time I was talking, I was trying to find the link, forgetting that it was that the we like had already discovered. Yeah. We had talked about the order. Oh, so and also this is. Oh no, okay. So we're just looking at the Bill of Rights now. The First Amendment is first. Well, even under the third, all, the third Amendment is third. The, the Third Amendment is pretty important, and it's number nine. Yeah. Right. So what I want to see is where is the amendment that ended prohibition? That was the Twenty-first Amendment, I think. I am looking for it right now. 21st oh Amendment, the uh, uh, the 18th Article of Amendment to the Constitution of the United States is hereby repealed. Yeah, and yeah. the 18th was one that... So, uh, 18th, not the lowest amendment, which is disturbing to me. It's uh, 11th. The, the 21st Amendment is uh, the 11th most popular. Okay. Yeah, the 18th Amendment has several amendments below it. The 25th Amendment is the bottom. That's interesting to me. The 25th Amendment is the one that um, it's the um, line of succession and removing presidents from office and voluntarily and whatnot. Uh, 
It wasn't a, <laughs> I know that one because there was an episode of the West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I know about politics, I learned from TV. Yep. Well, not not truly. But, yeah, not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought this was pretty neat, and uh, although I did did find one problem with it, and that's if you hit click like, and it brings up the thing that com- asks you to confirm whether or not you want to post it. If you hit cancel, it still posts it to Facebook, and I don't like that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I was looking at it, and I clicked the like button just to see what would happen, and it popped up a thing, and I hit cancel, and then it posted it to my Facebook anyways. I was like, this sucks. I'm not clicking this stupid thing anymore, but... I mean, that's kind of the point of the whole site. So, you know, if you're going to click it, obviously you want to post it unless you're me and you're just testing things out because you're weird like that. But, yeah, I I definitely thought this was pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, how about the uh, uh, typo that turned a a love scene into a bowel movement? This made me laugh so hard. Oh, I love this. So somebody wrote a romance novel and found (laughs) – and uh, there's a typo in it. <laughs> so I'm just going to, so this was on Boing Boing. I'm just going to read the whole, the whole Boing Boing post uh, posted by Mark Frauenfelder. Uh, I, I apologize to anyone who bought my on sale ebook of baby. I'm yours and read on page 293. <laughs> he stiffened for a moment, but then she felt his muscles. <laughs> I can't even read it. <laughs> I can't read it. <laughs> okay. Let me try that again. <sighs> Okay, he stiffened for a moment, but then she felt his butt. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <sighs> he stiffened for a moment, but, but then she felt his muscles loosen as he shitted on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> It's impossible to see with a straight face. And <laughs> uh, he shitted on the ground. <laughs> and it was supposed to be shifted, so it was just one minor mistake in one word. Yeah, oh, man. One off, and it went from a, a minor adjustment to hooing himself. <laughs> It also, it also reminds me of the uh, the Saturday Night Live digital short "Throw It on the Ground." Uh huh. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, okay. It's a, it's really funny. Okay, I'll uh, uh, I'll look it up and watch it later. Yeah, it's it's really funny, but it just like the whole thing is like he people keep giving him stuff that he doesn't like, so he throws it on the ground, and then he sings <laughs> "Throw It on the Ground," and he's like really forceful about it. But then people give him better stuff, but he's already like in the rhythm, so he's he like takes this glass vase and he throws it on the ground. But the whole time I'm just like, <laughs> I shit it on the ground. <laughs> Uh, this literally had me in tears and I couldn't yeah, breathe. I, I was laughing so hard for like five minutes when I saw it. And just, it's so great. And you know, every time I see like a, a typo in a book, I'm always like, Oh man, I can't believe that somebody actually missed that typo, you know? And then, you know, something like this happens like, wow, I really can't believe somebody missed that one. Yeah, you know, especially you, you would think that 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 somebody would have some kind of like a, like a a dictionary for for like a spell checker that had specific words that to highlight. And it's like this is right here. Are you sure that's what you want? <laughs> All right, let me let me try this again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's st- oh, God. 
God, I can't do it. He stiffened for a moment, but then she felt his muscles loosen and she shooted on the ground. I can't do it. <laughs> because she felt his muscles loosen and then she shooted on the ground. I want to know how she felt his muscles loosen. <laughs> oh, she got her finger out of there in record time. <laughs> and that's why he shitted on the ground. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> I'll have to check out it again. <laughs> All right. Oh man. Oh, so uh, bleo.com. Yeah. So the the Bleu project. I wish I really wish Roger was here for this one. Yeah. So totally. I decided to start a website where they're for for those of us that had to use modems before the wonder of high speed internet. Uh, they used to make awful sounds when they were connecting. And then once they actually connected, they would just mute themselves so you didn't hear it anymore. But while they were connecting, they, it would always play the sound. And the Bleu project is, uh, well, so this is from the site. Help preserve our digital history. Join us in recording your best impression of a modem handshake sound. So the website is literally sound recordings of people imitating modem connections. Some of them are pretty good, but then there's... Uh, um there's some other ones that are like, uh, it's like, man, I don't think this person has ever heard an actual modem. I think they're just going off of what everyone else is doing. Cause I, I listened to about, about a dozen of them and, the, but, and there was a couple that was just like, ah, I don't think that's what a modem actually sounded like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, like with, uh, the way that, um, you know, things are on the internet now and it's all a lot, there's a lot of like crowdsourcing, a lot of, uh, like, uh, um, well, yeah, crowdsourced projects, you know, get, getting people to, to, uh, to all join in on this project to, you know, basically spend 10 seconds sounding like an idiot. Um, it's pretty right. great. <laughs> Plus, it's pretty amusing for the rest of us to sit and watch some of these people. Yeah. Um, and uh, on that note, uh, another crowdsourcing project on the internet, uh, Clue. Yes. So we're going to talk about poop a lot because <laughs> I have a story that I didn't, that never made it to Reddit. Awesome. But so, anyway, carry uh, on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so Clue uh, is a project where you sign up for the service. Um, basically, uh, renting out your bathroom to anybody who, well, not anybody who needs to use it, but, uh, you, you make it available for people to use. So, you know, say, uh, say Chuck has, uh, he, he lives in, you know, midtown Manhattan and, uh, has an apartment with a nice clean bathroom there. And I'm wandering around midtown during around noon and all of a sudden, uh, I need to poop. Because uh, I felt my muscles loosen. <laughs> you shit it on the ground. <laughs> and I didn't want to shit it on the ground. So uh, so I hop on the uh, the Clue application and uh, I find uh, that Chuck Chuck's bathroom is available. So I ping him on, uh, on the Clue app and he sees it and says, yeah, sure, you can use my bathroom. So I uh, run up to his... Uh, his apartment and I get to use his bathroom. So I get to use a nice clean bathroom instead of using some God awful public restroom around the city somewhere. Um, 
So, uh, it, it, and it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, if you read about, read more about it and actually, I, I think it's in the video they talk about, um, that, uh, some of the people that, that are part of this, um, actually get supplies for their bathroom, uh, paid for by the partners, by the clue partners. So you, you basically never have to pay for toilet paper ever again. If you sign up for this. Hmm. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Wait, when you say the clue people, do you mean the people that run the site or do you mean people that use their toilet? Like they leave, leave them a dollar tip or something? Um, I think it's I, – well, it's, I, I, if I remember correctly, they said the partners. So I'm thinking like uh, Clue is partnered with Charmin and then you get – you know, Char- oh. Charmin sends you a, a – you know, a package of toilet paper in the mail to keep you keep That's you. That's a covered. weird way to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, and and uh, from what I was reading, the uh, the Clue app also, you know, when I say, "Hey, can I use your bathroom?" on the app, um, and it comes up on your on your side, it says, you know, so and so wants to use your bathroom. Uh, they found you, you know, they're friends with this person who's friends with this person uh, who you're friends with, or or whatever. Oh, that's interesting. So it, it it it's not like you just have some random stranger showing up. It's like you you at least get that that friend of a friend vibe to it. So you get to. Feel figure that out so you don't you don't feel obligated to let some complete creeper into your into your apartment to use the bathroom who know some people who know some people who rob some people yeah (laughs) exactly i don't know that i would ever actually sign up for this but uh i think it's interesting and i'm curious to see how popular it is yeah I don't think I would want to do that either way. Like I wouldn't want to be like hey i'm gonna go into a strange person's house and drop a toosie (laughs) You might not want to go in there for a while, cause woo. Sometimes, yeah. Like, thanks for signing up for this app. Now I'm going to defile your bathroom, <laughs> so you have to have a presto in there next. <laughs> Got any matches? I, sometimes, sometimes I feel bad bad enough pooping at home because I have roommates. Like, I think I can handle going into a stranger's house just to make a boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many uh, euphemisms we can fit into this episode for pooping. <laughs> Well, let's let's move on to our next uh, topic then, which is uh, the pee poo bag. <laughs> so that sounds awesome. Yes, apparently in Nairobi shanty towns there are things called flying toilets, which is there's no plumbing and nowhere to shit, so you shit in a plastic bag and then you hurl the plastic bag across the shanty town so that you don't have to clean it up. <laughs> uh, so that's fucked up. And sad and disturbing. <laughs> Do they have to yell something first? Like, you know, in golf you say four. Like, so here you just shout two? <laughs> <laughs> two! <laughs> uh, it'd be better if it had, like, streamers on it so that you could see it in the air. <laughs> well, I'm sure, that there, I'm sure that it has a tail. Or, like, a uh, whistle. Well, that you could see it in the air because um, it's shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the peepoo bag, which is what it's actually called, P E E P O O, peepoo. And it's printed uh, on the bag. Yes. From Poo People is the name of the company. Um, they made this product that it's, it's basically just a plastic bag again, except it's got gauze in it and powder, which uh, neutralizes the bacteria in the shit. So that essentially, instead of making a shit bomb, you've made a fertilizer bomb. <laughs> Wait, no. Because a fertilizer bomb is an actual thing, like a seed bomb, sort of. Only it's all fertilizer, but it's right. not like a like the not like Oklahoma City fertilizer bomb. Like um, fertilizer lands and then it can and grow grows things. shit. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic. Right. There's a um, video on the site on how to uh, use the pee poo bag. 
Interesting. Yeah. How vivid a uh, description? What's that? I'm oh, trying to find oh, a video. It's a, you have to go to the to the description, and then underneath it says how to use it. And it's like a slideshow. Oh, okay. We're going to start. You use the bag? Open the bag. Put a hole in the bag. Stick your junk in that bag. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this looks complicated. I'm already on, like, yeah, step 12 or something. Oh, and then put the bag in, a, in a, a cut-up bottle. Or simply hold it in your hand. The pee-poo bag is now ready to use. After use, close the gauze. This is taking too long. Yeah, this is... Uh... It's like six steps of closing the gauze. Secure the pee-poo bag with a knot. Again, six steps for tying the bag off. I don't think you need to go through that much detail on tying a knot. Well, I think you do if people are used to shitting in a bag and hurling it across a campground. That's true. Oh, and you could store it in a bucket for weekly collection. It's handy. Awesome. I totally want a pee-poo bag. I'll just carry it around with me. Just keep it in your <laughs> keep it in your bag in case of emergencies. Yep. And then when I get done, I'll you know fling it up in the air. It'll be awesome. Yeah, I um, and that's that's really funny and it's really fucked up, but it's also pretty sad that people have to do that because that's the only way they can use the bathroom. Like. Yeah. We're pretty spoiled in this country. We our toilet. We have toilets, and you just press a button, and all the gross goes away. Yeah. These people have to shit in a bag and then hurl the bag. <laughs> I would never want to have to do that ever under any circumstances. Like even camping, I wouldn't want to. Like I can't imagine being that surrounded by people and living in a tent. Yeah. It's crazy. And meanwhile, here, you know, people are like, "Ew, that bathroom looks gross. I'm not going to use it." Yeah. At least it's, you know, working plumbing. So Or ew, that toilet seat's still warm. I'm gonna put to- I'm gonna put a thousand rolls of toilet paper <laughs> on top seat and then sit six inches higher in the air because I'm afraid to touch something that someone else's butt has touched. Yeah. So uh apparently you don't have to uh just because you're a Buddhist monk doesn't mean that you're necessarily not an asshole. <laughs> I love this story. Yeah. So the <laughs> Another story that's also super sad, but it also makes me really, really happy because apparently Buddhist monks are dicks. <laughs> At least Sri Lankan Buddhist monks are. Yeah. So basically what happened was uh, this one uh, Buddhist monk got all pissed uh, about a uh, about Muslims taking over this area. And so he and some of his uh, Buddhist monk buddies uh, went and uh, completely demolished this uh, this. Muslim shrine um and uh it wasn't just Sri Lankan monks either they actually you know basically put out a call to arms and got a bunch of uh different monks from different from all over I guess nearby in nearby countries and they all showed up and there was a roughly a hundred of them and they uh rolled up to this uh this Muslim shrine and just uh took it apart in a very not nice way yeah, this this makes me happy just because the next time some douche Buddhist says you never hear about Bo- you never hear about Buddhists and holy wars, I can go, oh really? Must be you haven't heard the news from Sri Lanka, yeah. asshole. Take that. Yeah, this is definitely one of those uh, those stories that uh, that incites a, a bout of uh, Schadenfreude. Yeah. So yeah. And it's and it was all because it was all because uh, uh, the these uh, this area um, that the shrine was built on uh, had been given to uh, Buddhist monks like a thousand years ago or something like that. Oh, two thousand years ago, excuse me. Um, and uh, 
So, so it was two thousand years ago. This land was given to to Buddhist monks to use as a temple, and then lately, uh, Muslims have become more prominent in the area. So the Muslims were like, "Hey, let's build ourselves a, a shrine so that you know we have a place to worship." And then the Buddhist monks are like, "F that! You can't be here. This is our oh, temple space." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Can't triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> Yeah, this is basically all about a 2,000-year-old game of dibs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, All right, so a company called – I don't know what they're called. uh, Tiny Build Games uh, built a a game. They're an independent developer, and they came up with a game called No Time to Explain. And uh, instead of putting it out through normal channels to sell it, uh, they uh, uploaded it to the Pirate Bay uh, to get it distributed. And that, to me, is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I mean, it's like, I think it's like a demo that they put out there on, on the Pirate Bay. Um, and you can actually purchase the, the full game from, uh, Oh, uh, the the version that they put out on the Pirate Bay, uh, it's all pirate themed and all the main care, all the <laughs> characters are wearing pirate hats. Um, and again, that's completely awesome. And it reminds me of back in the day when, uh, when, illegal Napster was really prevalent and there were a few artists that uh, that actually never they they would have never become as popular as they did except for they put all their music out on Napster so you could actually download it from there first and then they they got the record deals and then you could buy albums and they started making a lot of money and I'm trying to think of Afro Man was one of those people um the only oh. the only reason that Afro Man ever got popular is because he uploaded uh, because I got high onto Napster and then the Napster network just went crazy with it. And then he became super popular. Yeah. I, uh, I remember, um, one of the things that people always complained about with Metallica was the fact that they got so they got super popular from selling, from people bootlegging their concerts. And that's why they hated. That's why everybody hated Metallica for being so anti Napster. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, it, I, this is this is right along the same lines, just with you know more modern technologies, and and I just I think that's that's such a great idea. The, and they obviously they had a lot of fun with it because you know they made a whole version of the game that was pirate themed just so they could throw it up on Pirate Bay, and that's great. Right. And uh, actually, the uh, one of the the company's founders actually said uh, something along the lines of, uh, "You can't really stop piracy. All you can do is make it work for you," um, which is yeah. exactly the uh, um, the the take that you have to take exactly on the that. right attitude. Yeah, yeah. What's the game called? Uh, no time to explain. I have no idea what it's about or what kind of game it even is. So. I just saw it, you know, it's cool. Yeah, I've just, I've, I've never heard of it. I'm surprised I haven't. Oh, it's a platformer. Ah. All right. Um, for all of you people out there that, uh, that hate your employer and you just want to rant about it on Facebook, but you're afraid that you'll get fired for it, fear not because now there's legal precedence that def- that uh, protects you from being fired from your job for complaining about it on Facebook. Um, recently, uh, some lady was fired from her job at some uh, nonprofit agency because she was bitching about her job on, on Facebook. 
And uh, she was bitching about one of her coworkers on Facebook, and the coworker saw it and uh, passed it on to her to their supervisor, and her, their supervisor fired her. And then she went to court, and the judge ruled that it fell that complaining about your job on Facebook basically fell under the National Labor Relations Act as a uh, um, what's called a protected concerted activity. Which is basically um, you're allowed to use any medium in order to uh, discuss your job um, in a way that may potentially uh, improve uh, the work environment. So bitching about work on Facebook is considered now to be uh, um, protected under that. And uh, so this woman was actually uh, the court ruled in her favor. So she was uh, they were forced to take her back at the job and she was given back pay for the time that she had been uh, terminated for. So that's interesting. Yeah. Bully, bully for her. Careful with this though, because like she was bitching about one coworker, but she wasn't bad mouthing the company or giving away trade secrets or anything like that. Like you can still get plenty, plenty fired from using Facebook (laughs) about work. Uh, it's just in this in this particular instance, it happened to be uh, protected speech. Um, but like, if you were to like, if you were to rant about the company and leave names or something, like you know, it, there's still plenty of awful things you can do through Facebook that will get you fired that won't be protected. That's true. <laughs> so don't don't start bitching about your boss on his wall just because you think you're protected because you're probably not. Like, just remember to throw so in something, so, some suggestion to make make uh, make your workplace better, and then you're protected. Yeah. To be like, and this and this and blah, blah, and I hate this company and they suck because of this and this and this. But if they did this, it would be better. And you're covered. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I suspect that she didn't mention the name of the company, and right. I would imagine that that's a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 and you know, I, I think it's funny because you know, the over the last I don't know five years, uh, people have always have been so like. You see so many stories about, you know, this person getting fired because of something they said or some picture they had on Facebook or this or that or the other thing. And it's like and, you know, all it is is common sense, you know. Right. Do you really need to be spouting off about your personal problems on a public forum like Facebook? Do you really need to show that picture of what you did last weekend? You know, it's it's. It's just common sense. And, you know, if you're dumb enough to put it out there to where, you know, somebody you work with or work for can see it and they don't like it, you know, it's your own damn fault. Right. But on the other hand, I think it's stupid that companies use Facebook to screen potential candidates for for a job. Yeah. So I, I agree. Uh, somebody in the uh, Obama administration, uh, or actually the entire Obama administration, I should say, uh, has decided that they want to try and uh, prosecute hackers uh, under the same laws used to target organized crime syndicates. And I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. I think it depends a great deal on what the hackers did. I could, I can, I can imagine a situation in which that makes sense, but I can also imagine many situations in which that makes no sense, and they use it to trump up charges on somebody unjustly. Yeah, that's 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 kind of how I feel about it. Because you you have like you have these uh, these hacker groups like Lulsec and uh, and and Anonymous that are doing all this stuff, and clearly that's who they want to go after with this stuff. Um, yeah. 
But, uh, you know, what's to say that, you know, you happen to catch Joe Schmo, who was mucking around with the computers uh, in his in his high school or whatever, and uh, he gets caught and they decide to instead of just charging him with, you know, malicious computer use or whatever they have for the that anymore. Um, they decide to trump it up and try him as a uh, under, you know, the what is it? Rico. Yeah. And uh, and suddenly, you know, he's going to jail for 10 years just because somebody decided to be a dickhead about it. And so I don't like that. I don't like that aspect of it. Yeah. And since since you can't pick and choose like that, I think I'm going to have to say that I am against this just because just because of that. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have much to say beyond that. And I, I didn't have much to say on the last one because you pretty pretty much covered it. But uh, I, I agree with you. I um. If, if there's a way for somebody to exploit a law to fuck over somebody, they'll do it, which is why I think we should get rid of as many laws as possible. True. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, this this uh, story, um, let's see, I'll, I'll explain it. The uh, um, it, it was a piece in the Atlantic Wire that was talking about whether the CIA did enough to protect um, the guy that was primarily in charge of hunting down uh, Osama bin Laden. Um, and I actually should have put the we should have got, gone over this one right after the Facebook one because it's kind of similar. Um, and basically it, it goes along the same lines as, uh, you know, the if you're dumb enough to put the information out there, then, uh, you know, somebody's going to figure figure something out. And it's, you know, your responsibility to to keep track of what you're uh, what what you're you're throwing out there under your your online presence. And uh, basically what happened was. The guy was in a picture, the, the the famous picture that they show of a bunch of people sitting around the table watching for, you know, the, the op going down when they went in to get Osama bin Laden. And the guy's elbow and tie are in the picture. And uh, since he's a covert operative, uh, they wouldn't uh, give his full name or, you know, they're not supposed to give any biographical information about this guy. But basically what came out was uh, that – he uh they they pointed out that that you know he was pictured except for not really and then uh um that he played basketball in college and so then uh somebody went through all the pictures in the white house flicker stream looking for people who were tall and found this tall guy wearing the same tie as was shown in the one picture and then backtraced it to figure out what the guy's name was. And so they've identified and they're pretty sure that that's the guy. It hasn't been confirmed, but they've using, you know, all of these really indirect, crazy ways of, of narrowing it down. They came up with one guy that it could probably be. That's crazy. Yeah. There's not much really else to talk about that except for the fact that I mean it's like holy shit you know you think about how uh, how much impact uh, the internet has on on things you know like yeah. like anonymity you know you look at like even like ten years ago you know you have a guy like this who is a covert operative for the CIA you say you know John which turned out to be the guy's middle name John who played basketball in in college. There's no way you're going to figure that out unless you have, you know, some inside scoop from the CIA. There's no way you're going to figure that out. And now in this day and age, 
you know, you can you can work with that, you know, and it's like uh, um, I was just listening to a, a podcast today and I don't remember which one it was, but they were talking about the uh, security questions and how security questions are terrible now because it's all information that you could easily figure out about somebody. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I never think about that. Yeah, it's crazy uh, sauce. That does remind me, though. I remember reading a, a thing on Lifehacker that um, you should make you, the answer to your security question as obscure as your actual password. Yeah. So basically use KeyPassX or some other password remembery thing to generate the password and the security question answer. Yeah. Well, another another technique that I heard was you take all the common questions that they that they'll give you to to use for your security question and then you do like a rotation so you shift them all by one and then you know oh, you, so you answer the wrong question right hmm. so yeah it's i mean you know that's it's just it's getting to a point where you can't reliably keep any any information private unless it's you know protected and even then it's still probably available somehow right which leads into our next story pretty perfectly. Um, the uh, the Texas email thing off off of uh, reason.com. Um, apparently, at some point um, in Texas, there was a, a law in place that allowed uh, – it was like a public information act that allowed uh, um, the public to request documents from the, uh, from the, the state government – you know, uh, about any kind of criminal investigation or whatever, you could just go in and say, hey, I want everything to do with this or I want to see, you know, this or that. And uh, at some point um, that got uh, all jumbled up. And so now there's all these crazy um, requirements that you have to have uh, in order to get a hold of any of that information anymore. And um since anonymous didn't really like that they went and hacked into some system and got a hold of uh, a bunch of emails um uh, that were passed around between different police agencies and there were some pretty uh embarrassing communications involved there like uh i, I there was some uh racist stuff and I don't know some other crap going on in there, and so it, again, you know, you can't if it's if you do it online, there's no reasonable assurance that it's not going to get out to anybody who the people that you don't want to see that. So again, you have to think very carefully about what you what you put out on the internet. Or anywhere, really. If you write it down or record it or photograph it, it will come back. <laughs> That's true. Not even if you put it, even if you don't put it on the internet, it will find you again. Yep. Just remember, Twitter is being curated by the Library of Congress now. <laughs> All right, I think I've got one more story in me. Science news. So, uh, science news this week. Um, a uh, a group of scientists have come up with a way to uh, to move fluids through a uh, a system without actually using pumps. Um, and the way they do that is using um, they're called ferrofluids, um, and it's basically just a, a fluid that has iron content in it. And then they use magnets to uh, to move the liquid through a pipe. 
Um, and uh, ferrofluids aren't actually anything new. Um, the most common use for them is uh, in special effects in Hollywood. So if you want that blood pool on the floor to move a certain way you you mix some ferrofluids into your uh your your blood mixture and then you just have magnets under the floor that you move to get the uh the the fluid the blood to move the way you want it to move um but these guys have actually developed a way to use it um commercially so that you can actually in a system where you need to move fluids from point A to point B, you can actually do that now without having a pump or any moving parts in the uh, in the system at all. You're just using magnets to push everything through, which is awesome. That's pretty ingenious. That's cool. I'm a little out of it. I think I'm getting sick. So awesome. Good times. Um, so let's uh, rope us. Cancellation, can't believe this election, can't believe this one.